Hey everybody, this is Jordan, your DM for the This Is How We Roll podcast, and I just wanted to hop on before today's episode and explain something that you're going to hear today. You may notice that Flint Fireforge has changed voice actors. Flint Fireforge was, of course, one of the original party members, played by uh, our friend Anthony. He has since left the show uh, and uh, moved on to some other things in his life. And so we reached out to an old friend of ours named Alex, and you're going to be hearing Alex play as Flint from here on out. That may lead to a few interesting bumps along the way as Alex sort of needed to catch up on the story and is going to play Flint his own way. Um, Luckily, some of the backstory for the character is still being written as we go through the story, so Alex is going to have a chance to put his own flavor on Flint, but I just wanted to let you know that that's going to happen, and Alex will be with us for the foreseeable future, and uh, we thank Anthony for his time on the show. We enjoyed playing with him, uh, and we are very grateful to Alex for joining in, and he has been a welcome addition, and we look forward to you getting to know him as we move forward. Last time on This Is How We Roll. Well, okay. She also is a um, great fighter. Mostly, oh, tell about your fighting. Well, I mean, we don't, we certainly don't encourage fighting here in the witches retreat. And I just know that if I can be the one to change them, they'll really appreciate me. Well, some people call me a project, but, uh, well, I think, God, I think, ladies, we should join forces, because we would need to uncover this too, and what if we told you we found where we think Zoe entered the plane? Uh, and I'm gonna say it's like 6.45, and you're starting to feel the ground rumble a little bit. And Mace Core and Felosio, you both reach for the largest, dustiest tome on this shelf. So you find yourselves walking toward the gate of the college once again. What do you do? Are you going to go your normal way into the college? Uh, yes, I believe that's the best thing to do. Um, and then, All right, does anyone remember the order that you usually go in? Uh, I Josh, went first. Matt. Josh, me. Uh, excuse me, who's Josh and uh, Matt? Josh, ja- Matt. Dresden, Mace Corps. Anthony. Anthony Belusio. Uh, okay, so Dresden, you walk in. Well, and wait, wait, just... wait, before I go in, I'm going to give Flint uh, the wand because I forgot to do that last time. Okay, the uh, it's Rando, Rando the Magnet, yeah, wand of mystery yes. or something. Something along those lines. Um, okay, so you give him Rando uh, the Magnificent's wand, and Dresden, you walk into the front gate. You demonstrate your magical abilities to Officer Jerry. He grants you passage as a new student. Uh, Mayscore, you do the same. Um, Flint, as you reach Officer Jerry, you reach for Rando the Magnificent's Wand of Mystery that was given to you by Dresden, and you wave it in front of you. As 
soon as you wave this wand, a bright blue bubble starts to form on the end of the wand facing Jerry. It grows and grows, and Jerry steps back a few feet and stares in amazement as this giant blue bubble just keeps emerging from the end of this wand. It reaches a huge size, and Flint, you actually feel your feet starting to leave the ground as this ballooning bubble starts to lift you up to your toes. Just as you feel your toes lose contact with the ground, the bubble pops with a thunderous boom. The resulting blast actually knocks Jerry off of his feet, and he lands in a puff of smoke on the ground off of the trail. And Flint, you land flat on your back on the road into the college. Um, when you look, the rest of you, what you see is Jerry gets blasted back by this bubble, and he disappears, and where he was uh, in his robes is now a white ferret that just scurries off into the forest, leaving behind all of Jerry's uh, various sundries. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, God. you fall flat on your back and bump your head a little bit on the pavement, and you lose your consciousness for just a moment. And when you sit up on the grass, uh, you feel just a touch groggy, but it soon lifts, and you sort of wipe your eyes and look around you. Something isn't quite the same about you, but you can't really tell what it is. So you stand up and dust yourself off and continue walking into the college. Um, and then, uh, Felocio, I think you come next. I So a ferret just ran off into the woods that was Jerry? Yep. yep. Interesting. Um, I guess. Or well, you're not really sure, but he's not there anymore. Yeah, I'll come oh, like gosh. running in and like kind of look around to see if he pops into existence. Uh, he does not. Um. Okay. Oh, F- Flint, Flint, what, what was that? Are you okay? Where's Flint. Jerry? Flint, 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 Flint. Yes. I'm. That's right. Flint, that's me. I'm Flint Fire. Fire, fire, fire. Forge? Flint Fire Forge. That's me, Card Shark Extraordinaire. And did, uh, did you hit your head? Uh, Are you feeling okay? No, uh, I feel as much like Flint as I possibly could right now. That's how I feel. Uh, so if I said, "Do you want a beer?" What would you say? Well, look, I, I'm not going to turn down a beer. I would never turn down a beer. No, it is Flint. Okay, some things okay. don't change. All right, all right. Look, uh, you have me scanned for good. a second. I, uh, wait, so you're not asking me if I want a beer? Uh, well, I was just testing you, but we could get a beer. Uh, okay, just... all right. <laughs> we'll get a beer for you, um, don't worry. I yeah, we can maybe go to the bar, but we should probably go other places first. So you have found your way back into Call College, which uh, the full name, Alex, if you haven't read it, is oh, yeah. Call College for sorcerers and wizards who want to learn magic and how to do other stuff good to tech. I would also like, I, yeah, magic really isn't my, uh, my game, but I'd like to do stuff good, too. There you go. Yeah. All the more reason to study at Call College. What? Uh, I guess we probably need to share our information with Dresden and Flint, um, because Macecore and I were the only two who were upstairs reading. Yes, what did you find? I read the Necrom the Necronomicon. I can't say it, but it's about the, the Necronomicon. The Necronomicon. Uh, it's a uh, and basically, uh, I read the whole thing, and essentially, 
Uh, it talked about a blue summoning circle with runes around it next uh, and stand next to a floor-length mirror. Um, and I recognize those runes as the same as the mirror in the lab. So it's got to be kind of what we have to do once we get everything down there, I think. Anything particularly shiny in the library? Something maybe uh, that could get lifted or go missing? Not really. It's mainly, you've been in there before. Classic. Well, I, I hit my head. Let's just be cool. Flint 5 uh, film. You, you were the first forge. one to go upstairs to the restricted section. That sounds like something I would do, admittedly. Yeah, remember when your hands were feet and your feet were hands? That sounds uh, bad. That doesn't sound good. But I don't have that now, which is great. Uh, my hands are hands and my feet are feet, uh, which is good. But you know what I always say? Uh, I like to, people keep all their best stuff where they don't want you to go. So that sounds like me. I, I would go there. Actually, actually, you don't usually say much at all. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Um, you. Flint, it, it's funny because before you hit your head, you didn't like me, but you seem like you're much nicer now. So this this is good. This is Dress, come is... on, buddy. We go we go way <laughs> back, way back, as far as I can even remember. <laughs> to when you hit your head like a few minutes ago. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, technically he's right. We, you know, we've been together for quite some time since the tavern, so we do go way back. I, yes. I I do I do good stuff for you guys all the time, like, uh, like steal things <laughs> and persuade people to do what we say to do. That doesn't sound quite right, but maybe. Well, it is now. That's what I feel like doing. Might as well call me sky high. Might as well call me Flint Steely Fireforge. But you guys, I don't, I don't want to steal anything from you guys. Just to be clear, I think that we're all very cool for the entirety that I've known you for five As minutes. As you are standing in the road discussing all of this, a second QPS officer, who you don't recognize from your previous loops, uh, comes strolling around the end of Wizarding Hall. Uh, that's what we just call it. It's actually known as Sorcery Hall, <laughs> but we're going to keep calling it Wizarding Hall. Uh, and uh, strolls toward Jerry's post to presumably take over the gate duties for the time being. Um, and uh, he doesn't see Jerry and quickens his pace. You all are already past where he's he's walking, but uh, you can see this happening. Guys, I think we need to go. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so do you guys think we should... Should we go to the rune and steal her magnifying glass so we can read the runes down in the magnifying pit? glasses? That sounds exactly like something I'd want to steal. Okay, yeah, let's let's head towards the rune professor. Maybe we should also see. You know, we should kind of maybe go into the dean's house to see if we can find the husband. Oh yeah, we yes, need to do that I, too. I, I, I want to talk to Professor Spellgood or Dean Spellgood. I have some questions for her. Do you All want right. to talk to her or her husband first? Uh, probably her, but it doesn't really matter. What do you uh, think, Mayscore? Let's let's get the magnifying glass and let's see what we are, and then we go we go talk to a Spellgood. Yes. Assuming they have the same last names, that's a big assumption, though. We don't want to assume. 
That's true. Um, okay, yeah, Flint, we're going to go steal something shiny. Hey, That's I'm what you want to do? You are so talking the language that I've been talking for the past 15 minutes, um, okay. which is what I'm so down. Couldn't be any more not up. But as far as the thinking, you guys have a good plan. I'm going to let you guys do all the thinking, because uh, that seems like what I would normally do as Flint, uh, I think. Accurate. Um, <laughs> all right, so you head off to Wizarding Hall as the QPS officer reaches the spot that Jerry had been standing and finds his empty robes, and uh, is you see him speaking into a rounded stone in his hand as you round the corner. He doesn't seem to have noticed you, the group of you, um, but he is raising the alarm for something. Um, and you go in the front entrance of Wizarding Hall and climb the stairs to the second floor, uh, on which Petroglyph's Ancient Runes classroom and lab is located. Uh, and you see her name on the door. Uh, should we knock, or should we just see if it's open? I feel like she might be in here, um... I mean, we could just go in and just not have a plan, but that seems like it. I won't knock work at the out. door. Oh, teacher, you in? <sighs> yes, come in. Hey, teach! It's me, Flint, your favorite student. Can I do a persuasion? <laughs> persuasion check. I don't. A young man. Well, oh, young. I'm, sir, I'm 200 years old. I'm a dwarf. Come on. That's like, come on. Let's, let's. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sir. Sir. We have, we've never met. That doesn't sound right. Are you, are you a new student? Are you feeling all right? Um, you guys, uh, is Flint okay? I, I don't know. I definitely, come on. We, <laughs> God, I don't know. If, I feel like I want to persuade them to go into the hall because of my head injury. <laughs> Um, alright, let's see. Uh, tell me how you're trying to do that exactly. I do, how bad was my, is it a visible head injury that I nope. received? No, 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 oh. you literally just, like, plopped on the ground. It was more like the effect of the magic caused you to black out for just oh, a second, right. not okay. a physical um, injury. Um, um, pro- professor, he hit his head earlier. Could you come out here and point me towards the infirmary or where I could take him? Oh my goodness! Well, yes, of course. I are you new students? E- yes, we are. Well, then you're going to want to take him right to QPS as soon as possible. Um, and here, come quickly. I'll I'll show you the way. Yes, where is that? And she she quickly shuffles to the door and closes it behind her, and you hear a lock click. Come on, Flint. As the door closes, um, and she says, "Oh my goodness, I I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be so crass when he said that he knew me. I I didn't realize that this was a head injury. I you know I think it's a head injury. He's been very strange. Um, thank you. Make a deception check. I mean, it's only it's only half false, so I'll I'll give you advantage. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> it's a good thing you had it. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise it's the one. <laughs> um. All right. Let's roll her insight. Eleven. Okay, so you, yeah, she she believes your story, and uh, she heads off down the corridor with you, Felicial. Uh, I assume I'm are taking you like Flint putting with an me. arm? You like have an arm around him? Are you like holding his hand yeah. or what? How are you getting him? Uh, I feel like my hands on his shoulders, kind of pushing him in front of me. Look, you don't push a guy 
in the shoulder with a head injury. This is definitely, I'm no medic, no medical Oh, well, magician. then how do you want to go, Flint? Um, well. Do you want to hold hands? I don't like holding hands right now because of my head injury. All so, right. So just to be clear. The door is now locked, and this person is now escorting us to... Yeah, just you and me. We're leaving yeah, Xander and, yeah, you and yeah. okay. Mace Core behind. Uh, yeah, Mace Core and, and Dresden, you are just left behind, um, standing in this hallway. I guess you maybe kind of just blended in to the wall as she like came around the corner. We she didn't see the two of you. Up against, I think um, against the wall. Um, yeah, yeah. So what do you do? Jando, I'm going to see if I can... I heard it click, uh, but I'm gonna. Dresden, it's Dresden. I'm sorry, it's old habits. You know, I'm. I I loved you as Janda, and and it it was and a lot. You're learning to love me as Dresden. I love you as Dresden to. too. I just not you know, as much. It didn't roll off the tongue for me as as all. Anyway, uh, I think I'm gonna go try and pick this lock, uh, and if not, you can blow the you can blow it up. Yes. All right. Um, give me a sleight of hand check to see if you can pick the lock. Gladly. Twelve. Uh, you manage to get your. So, I don't know. What are you, What are you using to pick the lock? You don't have thieves' tools, do you? I don't. I don't think you do. Probably uh, not. What What can you use to pick this lock? Because now that Alex and I have actually looked at the inventory for a rogue, I feel like we should be a little more careful on supplies you all have to do this sort of thing. You could just use your credit card. I feel like that's <laughs> use one of your like arrow tips or something. Yeah, yeah, it would be a cod piece. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna use like an arrowhead or something. Okay. Um, you managed to get make some progress with this lock picking attempt, and you can feel the tumblers wanting to turn, but they get jammed up at the last second. Um, and now your your arrow is stuck in this old uh, door lock. Uh, go back up. I'm going to uh, shoot acid at the lock in hopes of melting. That's so a good I, idea. Okay, I'm getting out of the way. I cast uh, acid stream. All right. Stream of acid emanates from you in a line. 30 <laughs> feet long God. and 5 feet wide. <laughs> good <laughs> lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, each creature in the line must succeed or be covered in acid. Creature covered in acid takes 3d4 damage. Um, so could you go ahead and roll 3d4 acid damage for me, please? Yes, uh, but uh, but I'm casting it at a higher level, so it's going to be more than 3d4. It's going to be huh. okay. 4, 5, 6, <laughs> it's going to be 8d4s. You're, all, you're doing this at what level? 7th level? Six level. Why? Six level, oh. so... Well, I, mean, I actually don't have uh, yeah, to, no, but... That... <laughs> I just... Okay, I'll just do... Three, I'll just do no, I'll just do 3d4s. I hadn't decided yet. So, alright. Four damage to the lock. Um, alright, so you cast this acid. It Not only does it get on the door lock, but in a 30-foot long <laughs> uh, and 5-foot wide uh, oh. column, it just... It just like splatters all over the door and the floor in front of the door, um, and you can see the tiles in the hallway starting to sizzle <laughs> under this acid. Um, and you see that like there's not really anything to grab onto now on this door. It's just kind of like melted partly, and the handles like 
the the arrow that Mace Core was digging in there with just bursts into flames. Um, and that's the scene. Uh, let's cut back to Flint and Felicio. This week's mineral. It's me, Keegan, your Felocial, and I'm here with your mineral announcements. If you're enjoying this show, leave us a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Ratings and reviews help us to be noticed by more people like yourselves, or you can tell a friend or family member about our show. Word of mouth is also a great way for us to be noticed. In addition, if you're enjoying the show, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisishowweroll, or find the link in our show notes. Over there, you can find hours of extra content plus maps from our campaign. As a member of our Patreon, you help us to continue to improve the quality of our show. And thank you to Junior and Johanna, our patrons. I don't really have much more to say, except welcome to Alex, aka Flint. We've gone to play with him a few times so far, and it has definitely elevated our game, and we look forward to sharing it with you. That's it, so now, let's get back to the show. You all are going down the stairs with Professor Petroglyph, and she... uh... She walks out the front door of Wizarding Hall and points you toward the QPS building to the right. Um, and she says, there, that's QPS. I'll, I'll walk over there with you and make sure that they receive you. Uh, what, what can they do for him? Well, they have all sorts of, uh, they have all sorts of health services. That's our, that's our student infirmary as well as public safety. Uh, it stands for call public safety. If you, if you're a new student and you didn't know that. Hey, I didn't know that. Actually, Teach, you know what? I I, I think I was just born this way. I don't even think <laughs> I had a head injury now that I'm no, thinking he, about it. He definitely felt... He's acting very strange. He doesn't usually talk this much. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we better get in there quickly. Here, come come along. And she uh, rushes you across the, the quad. Now, as you're walking toward QPS, um, you actually see a fair number of officers kind of like out rushing around um it seems like something's going on you can't really tell what um but uh they seem concerned and uh when you enter into the front of the qps building you actually go through a door that you haven't seen in this building yet because when you were in there last you were in a jail cell and so the door that you saw was a different entrance um the entrance that you walk through this time actually goes into an area that looks more like a, a waiting room for a doctor's office um, and a receptionist is sitting at the front desk, and you recognize her as Miranda Fleetzel, uh, a member of the QPS guard. And she says, oh my goodness, what, what happened here? Beats me. What seems to be the problem? What can I help you with? Um, we, we were entering into the school, and he tripped and fell and hit his head. That doesn't sound like oh, me. Oh, my I, goodness. Well, all right. Here, let's... Come with me, dear. Come with me. I'll get you back here, and we'll get someone to check you out. And she takes you, Flint, by the hand and walks you around the corner. And oh, uh, you go like into a little... he doesn't like having his hand held. 
Uh, she ignores that. I'm a germaphobe. Um, and <laughs> she she puts you in a little room that has a nice, comfy uh, bed made of like grass and straw and uh, cloth. And, okay, I, I'm uh, trying to the whole time. I'm making excuses and portray- and then I'm just like, no, no, this got to And then I don't need to do this. And I see the bed, and I'm like, that's it's kind of a nice looking. I. I think I do need to be checked out. I've got issues, <laughs> so you know? She uh, she sits you down in this very sterile-looking medieval bed and says, uh, one of our nurses will be in just in a few minutes. We're a little bit spread thin right now, so I'm really sorry. Just don't go to sleep, all right? I gotta go and man the desk. What if I get real sleepy, though? <laughs> please, please don't go to sleep. Okay. Should I get your friend to right. come back here with you? I don't... Uh, friend. Friend. Friend, right yes sure that yeah bring her back here all right and she comes and don't grabs let her you sit on the bed though says, tell, her, tell her that i don't want her to sit on the bed <laughs> okay i i'll do that uh she comes back out to you Felicio, and says i'm so sorry do you have anywhere you need to be right now um uh i left uh listen he's he needs to stay awake because he might have a head injury and all of our nurses are off dealing with another situation so could you please just Stay with him for a few minutes here before I can find you someone to check him out so that he doesn't fall asleep. Because if he does, he might die. You know, the whole thing. So Actually, uh, modern medicine says that paperwork. you should go to sleep when you have a head injury. Well, that's not what my training says. So just keep it to yourself. <laughs> uh, Wait, can I do a perception check to see if I heard any of that? Uh, you probably didn't. I'd say she closed the door to your room. Dang it. Um, and... She uh she goes back to the front desk after she drops you off. Can I is the professor still there? Uh she's kind of milling around the waiting room, yeah. Okay. Uh Professor, thank you so much for helping us over here. Um Of course, of course. I'm just doing my job. And, and I certainly hope that your friend there is is feeling better soon. I hope so too. He's very strange right now. Um what what do you teach? I teach ancient runes. Will you be taking my class this semester? Is that a is that a class that um a first year can take? Of course, runes are for anyone who wants to study them. And um, you teach we us. We offer beginner all the way through AP. You teach us how to read them. Yes, of course, we read them, identify their origins, uh, divine certain magical spells from ancient runic books, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Wow. Um. Yeah. Maybe I might take your class um yeah uh thank 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 you again um no problem bye, uh, bye. she leaves <laughs> um i and... just wanted to stall her longer okay so flashing back to the hallway uh mace core and dresden you see this acid glooping all over the wall and the door um it hasn't eaten all the way through it certainly looks like it's weakened the structure of probably everything including the floor where a lot of the acid is now collecting um, and the arrow is just, like, smoldering after bursting into flames when this hot acid hit it. Um, so what do you do? Uh, Mesko, can you try to, uh, open the chest? Maybe kick it? Or hit it? Uh, the door's not open, right? So the door, the door's, like, sizzling? Yeah. Okay. Um, is the acid on the handle? Yep, it's all over everything. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dresden, we have to get this door open, voiced. Um, uh, can I? See. 
<laughs> gust of that. wind. You have gust of wind. Remember, you destroyed Mayscore with it. I do. Have, I could try gust of wind and see if I could open up. I could also try disintegrate and see if I can disintegrate. Uh, I don't do that one. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little worried if I do gust of wind that the uh, the arrow that's on fire will kind of just spread. Um, I can uh, try it though. Well, before you do Gust of Wind, because I have bad memories of you hitting me with that, uh, can I try, uh, can I take out, I think I still have a sword, right? Or, no, my bow can be used as a sword. Mm -hmm. Can I try and, like, just chop through the wood? Yeah, sure. Make make an attack on that door. Ten? I mean, it's a door. You can probably hit it with a ten. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, Six damage, four slashing, two cold. Okay, so you slash the door, and your the blade on the end of your bow kind of like easily cuts through the first layer of the door because the first it's like a double wood door, and the first layer of wood is just like not substantial structure anymore. So it cuts through, and then you hit wood on the other side, and you do manage to just chip away a piece, and you can like see into the lab inside now. Um, the lights are off, but there are a couple of windows through which there's light streaming into the room. Mesco, uh, because we can now see uh, the uh, the lab inside, I can cast Misty Step and I can teleport myself into the room. Yeah, uh, that's great. I will. I'll yell uh, Shucky Ducky if I see anyone coming, and you can get yourself out. <laughs> okay, make sure you yell as loud as possible. Uh, don't worry. You know I know how to yell Shucky Ducky. <laughs> So I'm gonna I cast Misty Step and I uh, teleport inside um, the door and I'm, I'm looking for the magnifying glass. Excellent. Uh, so you pop into being inside of this runic lab and uh, there's a bunch of stuff on lab tables and and the professor's desk is at the front of the room. Um, so make me make me a, I guess an investigation check to investigate and try to find the. What are you looking for? The magnifying glass? glass. Yeah. Okay. 17. So it only takes you a few seconds, and then you see the magnifying glass that you've seen her use. It's right on her desk, right on the top of it at the front of the classroom. Excellent. So I'm going to run over to it and grab it, and then uh, okay. I'll teleport myself back out with the magnifying glass. Okay. Uh, so I teleport out and say, uh, I've got it. Nice. That was quick. Yes. Excellent. So you pop out into the hallway, you've got this giant magnifying glass. It's like the size of like a cartoon child's lollipop. Uh, like, you know, the size of your face. I'm going to tuck it in my, into like my robe outfit things, in, or my clothes, and just, and then we're going to go. One of your pants. Yeah, it, it's probably a little bulky. So you got like some, some like awkwardness to your robe once it's tucked in there, but you've, yeah. you've got it anyway, so yeah. you're good. Okay, great. Um, now, uh, what's everybody doing? So, you two have the magnifying glass, and you're standing in the hallway outside the lab. Flint and Felosio, you're waiting in a room for some kind of medical attention. I think we should um, let them get out of the lab first. I was gonna say, we, we, we probably run into the professor on, uh, as, we're coming, as we're exiting, right? Uh, so, yeah, if, you, if you're exiting the building, um, she actually is coming back up the stairs as you're going down them. Yeah, um, and we'll say... Uh, she doesn't say anything to you. Uh, Professor, uh, whatever happened to our friends? Where did they uh, wind up? 
I'm sorry, who are your friends? Uh, the... I, I don't believe we've met. I'm Professor Petroglyph. Oh, hi. Uh, I, my name is Dresden. Um, I was traveling with the uh, man with the head injury, uh, who was acting strange. Oh, well, you you missed them. They, they're at the QPS infirmary. Ah, QPS. Okay, great. Thank we've you so much. We've been looking all over this building. I mean, just, just everywhere, you know, just moving around. So I'm, I'm glad you could tell us. Yes, well... I'm glad that I could, too. You're very strange people. I, I do hope that I have you in my class. I, I guess that's a good thing. Usually yeah, when people call us strange, it's an insult. Oh, I like I like unique characters. That's that's sort of my thing. And she, like, flips her, like, uh, kind of stylish short haircut. Uh, looking at you, Mayscore. She's feeling it. <laughs> oh, um, okay, and... great. We're gonna go. <laughs> and and I, I, I take Mayscore by the hand and we run to... to... And you hear her as, as she walks, continues up the stairs, you hear her just, like, muttering under her breath, What a strange day. I hope nothing goes badly wrong in the lab. I just want to have the end of my week so I can go home and have a glass of wine. And mm-hmm. uh, you just kind of hear that echoing down the stairs as she climbs. Um, you reach the bottom of the stairs and you walk outside... Um, the commotion of the QPS officer seems to have waned just a bit, and you see, the two of you see a QPS officer, another sort of generic QPS officer who you haven't seen before, is walking toward QPS carrying what appears to be some sort of small mammal cage, um, and you can't see exactly what's inside of it, but he's walking back toward QPS with some purpose. Uh, Mesko, I suppose we should go check in on Fentius. Yeah, I mean, we got we got the the glass. We should probably go see how he's doing. Yeah, so we're gonna head over to uh, QPS. Okay, so you walk uh, almost alongside the QPS officer carrying a small cage, which you can now see as you get closer to him contains a white ferret, uh, <laughs> presumably Officer Jerry from Flint's failed balloon uh, experiment slash uh, magic. So. Um, he walks into the more, uh, police precinct type end of the building, and, uh, you see a little medical cross at the other end of the building on a sign above the door, so, uh, you surmise that that's probably the direction to go. Um, you walk through the front door into the waiting room, and Miranda Fleetzel is waiting for you at the front desk. Uh, excuse me, officer, um, do you have a man here with a head injury of some kind? She says, oh yeah, he's back there in the room. We're, we're just waiting for one of the... Wait, are you one of the doctors? Uh, are you the new doctor that just transferred here? No, no. I, I'm a new student, but I am friends with the man. Is he okay? I'm sure he'll be fine, but you can just wait here in the waiting room for him till he gets to gets some uh, medical attention. Uh, but I have something really important to tell him. It's a message from his mother. Well, why don't you give it to me and I'll go and deliver it to him. It wouldn't make sense if I gave it to you because his his mother uh, doesn't speak the best English. And so I have to translate it. And it, if it gets lost in translation, I'll, I'll be like two minutes. Yeah, make a persuasion check, please. Hmm. I was going to say that his mother and I have a very special relationship. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, persuasion check. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Alright, natural one. So, uh, I don't even need to roll her perception. She can tell that you're bullshitting from the moment that you walk through the door. Um, and she looks at you and says, 
I don't know what the two of you are trying to pull here, but I suggest that you turn around and get out of here before I throw you in one of our cells. Okay. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I just leave. <laughs> Uh, I I actually know medi- medicine here. I can I can go look at him. Are you the Are you the doctor that we called for? I certainly am. Are you not? Are you? With, I thought you were with that guy. I just walked in with him. I don't. I don't. You know. Don't you walk in with people? That doesn't mean you're with them. Okay. Uh, make a make a deception check. Don't go be a one. <laughs> oh God! I have no sort of help. <laughs> Oh no. oh no! All right, let's roll her uh, perception. It's gonna be here. better or insight, actually. <laughs> oh god! Uh, Thirteen. Oh, no. So, Five. all right, uh, Mace Core. She can tell that you are lying to her as well, um, and she just says, "All right, I think it's time for you to go too, sir. Why don't you just you two just go and get settled in? I don't understand why you're trying to pull a prank on your first day at your new college. Now get the hell out of here." I do know medicine, though. Not a doc. I mean, I do know some. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> uh, and she's just like she sort of like walks over and like ushers you out the door. I'm going. I'm going. Have I gotten any medical attention from a nurse yet? Uh, no. But um, I Felosiel and Felosio and Flint, you're sitting in the the room in the back of the office, and you can kind of hear a commotion outside as the door trings a few times because it has a little bell above it and. <laughs> You think that you hear the familiar voices of Mace Corps and Dresden, uh, and then you don't hear them anymore, and you hear Miranda Fleetzel sort of huffing and puffing up and down the hallway because she seems frustrated. Um, and just a moment later, um, she pokes her head in and says, You know, I don't know if we're going to be able to get one of the nurses here anytime real soon, so you might you might just want to try to come back later if you're not feeling too bad. Doc, I just realized what it was. It's not a head injury. I'm traumatized. My mother never loved me. And she always threatened to give me up to adoption and said I'd be adopted by elves and that I'd be I'd be forever just Ex- Excuse me, th- I'm an elf. <laughs> right. Um I you know, I <laughs> Let's I'm, listen, Miranda, you keep him here. Do you have restraints? <laughs> Can you tie him down? <laughs> uh, I'm feeling much better is what I would like to persuade Miranda. I feel like her, her, she's really been broken down by the other two. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, yeah, tell her, tell her, so you tell her you're feeling better, make a persuasion check. I'm feeling much better. Okay, persuasion, 20. Uh, and, now that one was a natural, natural 10, right? Yeah. That's okay. But, okay, I was just, I was just checking, make sure I was reading it right. Uh, and her perception there is a 16, so she believes you. So she's like, okay, if you're feeling better, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to leave. I'm actually gonna be closing down the door to the infirmary here. They need my help with another matter. So, uh, what's happening? Oh, there was just some shenanigans out by the gate. One of our QPS officers disappeared, and now we found him, and he's been turned into a ferret, and, you know, we're just trying to deal with that. Welcome to Magic College, kid. Go on, go find your dorm rooms, and, uh, have fun. We'll see. What, what, time she, like, should, kind of, what time should we come back? Uh, details. I'll be back. Don't. It's fine. Yeah. Whenever you. Whenever you. If you feel worse, just come back. If you start to feel worse, just come back. Okay. okay. Uh, and just if you can't find me here, I'll be on the police side of the station here. Um, and uh, she ushers you to the door and pushes you out. Now, as you leave, you see you do catch a glimpse of a clock that says that it's approximately four fifteen p.m. at this point. And uh, you you get ushered outside, 
where you find Mace Core and Dresden sort of uh, loitering. What's everybody doing? Uh, two things, everyone. One is I got the glass, and I pull out of my robe. Uh, Flint, you're feeling okay, yes? I feel great. Excellent. Could never better. Excellent. I actually just FYI don't I don't have a head injury. That was a ruse that went way the wrong way. How'd you guys get the magnifying glass? <laughs> oh, you don't even want to know. But uh, we can tell you. There was there was acid involved. There was some teleportation. There was you know lots of. Hygiene. You couldn't just pick the lock and go in. Uh, I tried to, but I. I failed, so... Uh, the professor, I think, is into me, though. <laughs> Real nice. Okay. That's um, what I'm talking about, Flynn. I give him a high well, five. As you all are having this conversation, you see Professor Petra Glyph come scurrying down the front steps of Wizarding Hall, and she turns and makes a beeline for the QPS building. <laughs> hide that um, shit! Hide that shit, Dresden! <laughs> Dresden! Uh, oh, fucking what, what hide it! <laughs> Hmm? I, I, thought, I thought you put it away. Uh, we need to go. Her office may or may not be covered in acid, so we should go. That sounds like you did a spell you shouldn't have done again. That, 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 let's not, you know, <laughs> this and that. It, and for us, you believe no me. Acid. It could have been voice. It could have been voice. He did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we want to talk to Dean Spellgood? We just need to get out of this way. Do, uh, do we want to go to the Dean's house? It's right next door. Yes, let's do that. What a, what a, uh, I mean, I know why we have the magnifying glass, but for Philosophal, she might not know why we need it. So could you guys just tell me, or sorry, her, why we got the magnifying glass? Uh, Mesco? Uh, okay, looking at Felucio. Uh, Felosio, <laughs> don't you remember that we needed this to read the runes on the I, I think on I'm the, the one who told us we needed to go get it. Yeah, Felosio, don't oh, you remember the maybe. thing with the runes? All right, Come well, on. Flint said you need a reminder, so. She seemed like she needed a reminder. Yes. All right, let's, we, we need to go. Ixnay on the, 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 we're going to head to the Dean's house next door. Okay. Um, so, yeah, next door to QPS, a little bit offset from the campus, uh, in the woods is a very large, nice-looking private residence, and it is, in fact, the Dean's Quarters. Um, you can tell from a sign on the sidewalk that points toward the house, um, and you see this house. It looks to be uh, fairly quiet at the moment. Um, there doesn't seem to be any any disturbances happening there, and you get the feeling that Dean Spellgood is probably still in her office uh, for her office hours. It's only just a little bit after four, as I said before. Um, and that's what you see. So what do you do? Uh, do we want to see if the husband is around? We would have to go inside, right? Did, did uh, the girls ever confirm if the husband was still alive even? Uh. I mean, we might as well knock. Oh, what if her sons are in here? Sons. Well, they owe us because we saw them drinking. Well, not this time, but maybe they're out there now. I feel like this is around the time they might have been leaving. Or maybe we could stop them from going. Why not stop them out? Let's just knock. Okay. Okay, so you knock on the door and you don't hear any answer. 
Um, no, nobody seems to move inside. You you listen carefully. It doesn't sound like anyone's walking around or anything. So no one answers the door. Is it locked? Uh, you try the door and it is locked. This sounds like a great job for a giant acid ball. Wait, <laughs> sorry. What I meant was maybe I could pick it. Yes, I would prefer that. Let's try that. What is that? Sleight of hand? Yeah. Yes, make a sleight of hand check for me, please. 21. So, with a 21, you you use your lock-picking kit and your, uh, your extremely dexterous fingers, and you manage to get the lock to turn. However, as soon as the lock clicks and turns into place... You hear the loud barking of several dogs behind the door. Oh, God. Um, like, it sounds like probably three, and it sounds like they're probably corgis. <laughs> uh, being a dwarf that's only, like, five, like, four feet tall or whatever, I'm, like, shook by it and dropped my tools. Like, Fuck. If your character had to choose, would they never see color again or not be able to distinguish the difference between a muffin and a baby? So basically seeing black and white and be able to tell the difference or seeing color and not tell the difference. I feel like Dresden couldn't live with himself if he was going to eat a baby or save a muffin. So I feel like it's pretty easy. <laughs> pretty easy. Uh, Can you imagine but he wouldn't know. saving a muffin? <laughs> No, but but Someone people would know, and I th- and uh, <laughs> no, yep, it's it's just it's gonna be the scene uh, in black and white because he doesn't need to see in color. The role's not that good, anyways. So that's my answer. See, I think I think Mace Cora would probably see the world in color, mm. and uh, just because you know, with the fo- him growing, you know, getting experience in the forest and like being a ranger i think he he would want to and i you know if you see muffins as babies uh babies as muffins then you don't actually ever see a baby he wouldn't know either (laughs) way um no i i think it would be the color i think felicia would choose the color too because yeah just being able to see stuff and i don't know i mean well i guess uh, do animals mainly see in black and white so maybe it's an advantage Uh i don't know I think dogs I think do. For she, I sure. think she would. Yeah, I still feel like she would choose a seeing over a baby or a muffin and just take the chances and just save all muffins and not eat a muffin again. Muffins are so good. Flint Fireforge, you'll learn, is a real card hustler. So I think that it'd be an enormous disadvantage to not be able to see color on playing cards, even though on like a mm. standard deck, you don't really need to see color but what if it was some other kind of game that he wanted to swindle people out of mm. where color was uh, more of a more of a uh, important factor so i'm gonna i'm gonna also go color is uh, kind of a, nece- uh, a necessary thing babies are not 
babies and muffins are uh, take them or leave them. Just uh... is, there a, <laughs> is there an NPC that you want me to answer for? Ivy, Iserian. Oh, yeah. Mm, Ivy would sacrifice color. She's a pretty practical person and doesn't care for color. She lives in the desert where there's not a lot of color besides like golden sand and stuff. Oh, so she cares if it's a baby or a <laughs> yeah. She, I think that she she has some interest in carrying on the Iserian name in that that town. So there may be babies coming in the future for her. Mm. Yeah, Jordan, we'll see. where do babies come from? Uh, you buy them at Costco. <laughs> Uh, in a muffin pack. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little, little right Debbie's makes them. <laughs> right next to, yeah. to the muffins. Really, really takes a new name for Little Debbie's. 